Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hello, everyone. How are you? It's Pastor Rod here in Tokyo, Japan. We're doing a a, a series this year on Closer to the Good Things of God. And this month in July is Closer to the Voice of God. And we're going to talk today from uh, the life of Jesus with some of his disciples. But I just want you to know that you can hear the voice of God. I believe anybody can hear the voice of God. We could talk about this and that, but uh, it's a basic truth that God speaks, God talks, God is a communicating, loving God, right? And so I learned the, the voice of God as, a, as, as I came to be a believer in Jesus at the age of 19. I was uh, a fireman at that time, did you know that? And uh, as, a, as a, a young fireman, a platoon of 54 men with me uh, in the middle of Sydney, big factory fires. And at the day I received Jesus, it had been a journey, but I remember Sunday night receiving Jesus and just the, the darkness in me left and the joy of Jesus came, the love and the grace and the freedom, it all, it all happened. And I was full of joy and I was, I was absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit. So I wanted to tell my fireman friends that Jesus is good. And I told them the next day and they all just sort of, oh yeah, whatever, Rod, walked away, you know. No one was that, that interested. Um, but three days later of my new life in Christ, the, uh, a fireman who was the, the pusher of the drugs in my platoon. Yeah, there's, there's, there's one here and there, I guess. But this guy was a very big and aggressive man. And um, he caught me in the, in the open area where you dry the fire hoses. And it was just me and him out there. And he walks up to me and he says, so don't you ever speak about Jesus again. And he hit me. Fair in the nose, right in, right in the nose. And uh, two things happened right there. One, I, I was pretty shocked and, and what is going on? New believer in Jesus, I get hit for my faith. And the second thing that happened was I actually did have one friend. Well, I had more than one friend, I guess. But anyway, one, one influential friend on that platoon uh, his name is Steve, and I talk a lot about Steve, my British uh, friend, and uh, he walked up to the, uh, he saw me get hit, and he walked out, he grabbed the drug pusher by the, by the collar, and, and he said, if you ever touch Rod again, I'll kill you. And so I found that uh, I was shocked by what happened, but also there was a protector. Pretty amazing story. Three days, Christian. Anyway, that night I went home, and I knew I had to face the bully the next day day right you got to go and face life and so the next day was coming and I remember being at night and and back then there was no there was no bible on our iPhones there was no iPhones back then there was no mobile phones back then it was one of the early days of of the human race and uh way back then but we had a paper bible and so I went home and I was praying my my new faith I was I still had the joy of the Lord and the love of God but I was shocked by what had happened and I I did what some people do. I, I, I opened the Bible, sort of, I guess the, it's going to fall in the middle, right? Somewhere there, it was in Isaiah. And as I did that, I, I put my finger down and it was Isaiah 7 verse 9. And, and, the, and the scripture said, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And as I read it, it was just this, it came off the page. It was, it was one of those moments where God's word becomes part of my life or part of your life this this moment where we we actually hear 
the voice of God through His Word, right? And I read it and it just brought strength and, and confidence that, that God was there. And, uh, you know, by the way, when you do that sort of thing, open it, uh, it doesn't always work, all right? I just want you to know that. And uh, probably as you get more of a, uh, a follow, follower of Jesus, uh, Jesus is going to say, you know, read, read the, like the whole book of Mark or Ephesians or something. So, so, but, but it's amazing how it works at the beginning. In fact, I heard of one guy on a plane and uh, he, it was turbulence on the plane up and down. And uh, he's like, oh, God, help me. And he, he opens his Bible for, for a, a word from God and puts his finger down and it says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And he goes, no, 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 no. So it doesn't always work, but it worked for me that night three days into my faith and I want to say to you that word has stayed with me to this day I've been a a believer now for almost 44 years and that word is a word for my life it was given to me three days after I became a believer I know where it is I love it and many times I've had to go to it you know God wants to speak to us in our job in danger in good times in our families in our health God's word is true. God wants us to come closer to his voice. And so today we're going to read a story from John chapter 1. At the end of John 1, it's it's a great two days in Jesus' life. Jesus obviously has a a lot of great days, uh, including Resurrection Day. uh, Jesus resurrects and appears to 10 different groups of people. He's having a, a resurrection party day. So Jesus had many good days and, of course, he had many crisis and difficult days such as the crucifixion but early in his in his ministry when he's 30 years old the bible says he's 30 he gets baptized by john the baptist and there's two days in his life where he calls five disciples and they all follow him and and the five disciples in john 1 are i'll mention them to you is john that's the writer of the book of john andrew his brother peter simon peter a guy called philip who we we sort of know now has a evangelistic gift because Philip goes and gets the fifth guy whose name is Nathaniel. Good two days, over two days, five incredible new disciples. I would love that at any moment in any of our campuses and any of our connect groups. I would love to have that sort of increase of great hearts who are uh, pursuing God. And I, I think we are getting that actually, by the way, and I hope in your church you are too. But the fifth one, Nathaniel, also had another name called Bartholomew, uh, which is probably his last name. So here we have five of the 12 apostles called and joined within two days. Good two days, right? So what we're going to do is hone in on the last story, Philip reaching Nathaniel, okay? And in this, we're going to read two keys. Today's message is about two keys about hearing the voice of God, okay? Just two. We've got two today. The first one I've called, Jesus speaks to Nathaniel about his heart for honesty, about his honest heart. There's no fake There's no fake with this guy, Nathaniel, and Jesus loves it and loves him. We're going to read here, John 1, 43. The next day, this is day two, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathaniel, obviously his friend, and told him, hey, we found the one Moses wrote about in in the law and about whom the prophets also spoke Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph and Nathaniel says Nazareth can anything good come from there this is the guy that Jesus is going to love all right Nazareth like your hometown is anything good going to come out of there and Nathaniel asked uh, Nathaniel asked come and see said Philip 
And when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, no fake. This is the real deal. In Australia, we call it true blue. True blue Aussie, mate. A true blue bloke. Real, open-hearted, good guy. We believe in him. We trust him. He's that sort of guy. And I want to say that I just really believe there's something powerful about an open heart about an open heart before God and before people and before our families. It's really, really important, and we're going to come back to it. But I think that when we read about him replying Nazareth, there's a few ways we can think about that. One is that he is horrified, like, what? A little tiny town in Galilee, the Messiah, is going to come out of a little tiny town? What? Or it could have been um, shock or surprise, uh, like, what? Nazareth, no way, that, that sort of a thing. Here in Japan, they go, hey, you know, hey, what? Nazareth, how could it be Nazareth? But I think there's a third way. I think there's a revelation here, like, Nazareth, I can't believe it. Ah, I've read the word, I love the word. This is Nathaniel, this is me imagining Nathaniel, right? Okay. Whoa, yeah, of course, God would do something like that. He'd bring the Messiah out of a little town. But whatever way he responds, he's, he is shocked. And he's going, well, let's go see this Jesus of Nazareth. And, 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 and it, it appears very clearly that Jesus saw this without seeing it. Because God is God, right? And God sees the heart. And God is able to know your heart and my heart at any time. He knows when we're faking it. He knows when we're fake and false and and trying to be over the top for, with our, you know, our celebrity or influencer voice or our influencer. And it's just, it's just maybe not real. And, and God sees all through that and He says, I like the heart. I want the heart. I'll speak to the heart. Now, this is the first point about coming closer to the voice of God is that we just have an honest heart for God. I learned this also a few days into my experience with Jesus. So I got hit by the, the bully. My friend offended me. I read the scripture uh, from Isaiah 7. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. I got strength. I went to the fire station the next day and that bully never came near me again, partly because God protected me and partly because my friend Steve protected me. And but whatever, he never came near me again. And, um, and so I started my, my life with Jesus and I found a, you know, a small group and a church and I was just really enjoying. And, but I had a lot of flashbacks from my past. You know, my, my teenage year was, weren't good and lots of memories and thoughts and things and faces. And you, you, some of you understand, most of you understand this concept of bad flashbacks or bad, you know, like that, why, why did I say that or why did I do that? Those this residing thought, which often leads to shame and often leads to us not uh, uh, serving the Lord with gladness because we're full of this stuff. You, you know what I mean. And so once again, uh, by this time, I am reading in terms of reading through the New Testament. So it was probably a few weeks later, I was reading through 1 John, which is an incredible book. And 1 John, the same author as John, 1 John, it talks about this freedom it talks about this openness and freedom. You ready for this scripture? It's, it's incredible scripture. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Now, are we forgiven? Yes, 
This is a, a secondary or process concept after forgiveness is that now God wants to bring purification or cleansing, a cleansing stream. Isn't that good news? A cleansing stream. It can be a process. It can be a moment. But the concept is if we are closed, God can't touch it. But if we're an open book, God can bring healing into our lives. And this scripture really, as I read it, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have And I said, God, I want to walk in the light. I want to open up all the areas of my life and, and give them to you one by one. And as I did, I found cleansing. I found purification. I found, I found growth. I found strength. I found confidence. And it, it, it took a long time, right? It takes, it takes a while. But the, this scripture became a very key scripture as I sought the Lord. And I pray that God would say to me, Jesus would say that I am a great man without deceit as well. I think it's really important. I've got one more scripture that we, we, we rest on this in, in Lifehouse Churches. It's a value in our church, one of our, what we call, one of our big three. It's called Clean Heart at Night. And it comes from this scripture in Ephesians 4. It says this, therefore, each of you, each of us must put off falsehood, fake, and speak truthfully to our neighbor. For we are all members of one body. And in your anger, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So it's this, 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 this incredible Ephesian scripture that says, Now you're sons and daughters of God, walking in the light, walking with Jesus. Hey, put off falsehood. And at night or when you go to bed, hey, get rid of the anger, get rid of the stuff, the, the, whatever it is. And I, I, again, I, this scripture really spoke to me early in my, in my walk with Jesus about I've got to learn to not get offended. I've got to learn to let things go. You know, like the, like the Disney song, let it go, let it go. We sort of laugh about that in Japan because it's like a, it became, when that movie came out maybe 10 years ago now, whoa, um, a lot of people were sort of singing it and saying it and it became a bit of a fun theme, let it go. And this scripture is saying, so what am I saying? Closer to the voice of God is when we're not fake anymore. When we are honest, get ready for Jesus to do something good, right? When we get honest, boom, openness just happens. It's sort of like, you know, the, the, it, it turn the lights on at night and these insects can scurry away. Hopefully not in your house, but anyway, it can, at the, the light, turn the light on. Let God turn the light on. And I just want to encourage you as you worship, as you read the word, as you hear the message today, as you following Jesus, just, just keep that openness. That, 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 that you and me, Jesus, and if there's hurt there, open it up and you get the point, right? You understand. Okay, I believe this will open us to the voice of God. Now, what's God going to say to us? Let's go to the second part because now Nathaniel's coming. Jesus says, whoa, Israelite, great guy, no fake. What happens then in verse 48? Nathaniel says, well, how do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Whoa. So this is, a, a again, God seeing us, God knowing us. He knows where we are, what we're doing. Well, there's a total exposure with God, right? And Nathaniel declared, Rabbi or teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So from, from a little bit cautious about Jesus of Nazareth to you are the son of God. This is an incredible movement of his heart. This is, a, this is his honesty made way for revelation. His honesty made way for progress. 
His honesty made way for hearing more for great lives. Come on. This is an amazing scripture. Give God a big praise. Come on. Jesus says to him, you are a man without uh, deceit. And I saw you reading the Bible. Now, he doesn't say that, but I believe that that's what Nathaniel was doing because Jesus then quotes to him a scripture from, I think it's Genesis 28, about a man called Jacob. Old Testament, we're not going to go into the story too much, but a man called Jacob, he was in Jesus' bloodline, so one of Jesus' relatives way, 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 way back. And this guy was called Jacob the deceiver. Jacob had cheated his brother, lied to his father, done a lot of bad things, and was running for his life when he fell asleep in the wilderness. Old Testament story, Genesis 28. 28 verse 12, somewhere around there. And it says that, that he was asleep and he had a dream. And in his dream, remember, he's running. He's running from God. He's running from people. But he had a good dream. Isn't that good? That, that you can be in a bad place but have a good dream and God can be pulling and speaking. And Anyway, he's there and he sees this ladder from heaven to earth. It's just a dream. And he sees angels descending and ascending. And he hears the voice of God. It's a really important voice of God. He hears. Uh, it's in Genesis 28. He, he says he had a dream, 28, 12. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway. This is the Old Testament now. He saw a stairway resting on the earth and its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Now, And he hears the voice of God. He's a deceiver. This guy, Jacob, deceiver. Here's the voice of God. Listen to how good it is, how nice it is. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. And I will not leave you until I have done what I promised to you. I want to encourage you. It doesn't matter where we're at. We can still hear the good voice of God. Amen. Give God a big praise. Come on. It's called grace. And you know what? Some people say, can God talk? Well, of course He can talk because that's how we're going to come back. We hear the, the call. We, we read the scripture. We, something comes alive in us. We have hope and we respond. And Of course, God is going to speak to people who are away from God. Of course, God is going to speak to you. No matter what your mental or physical condition, God wants to speak to you. And He's going to say to you the same thing. I am with you and I'll watch over you and I'll bring you into the promised land. That's if we obey. Come on, we need to give God a big praise. Because this is the nature of Jesus when Jesus looks at Nathanael and he says to him, hey, you're just like Jacob. You're going to be like Jacob. Come back to our story here. In verse 28, Jesus replied, you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. And he added, very truly, I tell you. Now, at this point, Jesus turns the you to plural. So he's talking to Nathanael. You're, you're without deceit. You're an Israelite. I'm with you. It's good. And then he says, and you and he's all of a sudden the the context is everyone all the other disciples there that day and he says and and you when you read the word and you understand it when when you get this he says you will see heaven open and the angels of God descending and descending on the son of man so so here's the lesson for Nathaniel and then Jesus breaks it out for us He breaks it open for for all the disciples and us, for you and me, you, you, you. The word of the Lord opens up and says, hey, not just is this an Old Testament scripture with a guy called Jacob. This is now the way you're going to live your lives. Open heaven, hearing the voice of God, hearing God say or Jesus say to us, I am with you. I'll watch over you. I'll bring you into the promised land. And so it's now all. Woo! 
Come on, I'm a bit excited about this, right? Because I believe this is the heart of the voice of God. This is When you hear the voice of God, even if we're in a difficult moment, it's going to be a good voice, a positive voice. It can be a corrective voice, yes. But it's always hope for a better future. It's always something there that there's something good going to happen if we follow Jesus, right? You understand? And so as I bring this to a conclusion in a few minutes, I, I want you to know that Jesus loves to speak this way. So if you're hearing another voice, you need to reject that voice. A, a voice of condemnation, like you, you're no good. Who could use you? You've done that. So imagine if I was a young fireman seeking God and I came from a bad background. Imagine if I heard a voice saying, yeah, who do you think you are? And how could God use you? And you've done all these things. Yes, those flashbacks were real. Yes, you did. That, I had to learn quickly, that was not the voice of God, right? It's not the voice of God. It's not even the voice of me. It's the voice of the devil. It's the voice of the devil. And sometimes I can agree with that voice, but I have to learn to listen to the voice that says, I'm with you, I'll watch over you, and I'll bring you into the promises, right? Amen. We've got to learn that voice and, uh, and get rid of the other voices because this is bringing us honesty and then closer to God's Word. So just a few things as I finish. One is the Old Testament story of Jacob was something that Nathaniel probably was reading on a scroll. Not, not, not a book like this, but a, a scroll of Genesis. He was probably under the fig tree reading that story and thinking about it. And Jesus saw that and he saw the heart, love for the Word of God, love for journaling, reading the Word for today. And, and he's probably there reading it wondering, I wonder if this could happen to me. This is the way I'm, I'm imagining it. Is that okay? Like just, he's, he's probably got a scroll. He's probably reading it. Jesus sees this from a distance. And so when he comes, he's basically saying, you know, you know that you read from the Old Testament about Jacob? You know, you know that? That, that, that? That was the Logos. That was the, the whole uh, counsel of God in, in the Old Testament. But you, and then he starts saying, and you are going to have that experience in all of your lives. This is where the word, the logos, the, the, the Greek word logos, which means the whole wisdom of God, becomes rhema. It's a different word, New Testament word. It means the now word, the alive word, the, the, the woo, the, the applied word, the living word. And so just like when I was three days old Christian, got hit, went home, read the scripture. It was in Isaiah. It was for someone in Isaiah, right? That's who it was written for. It, it wasn't written to me, but it was written for me. And this is what John, Dr. John Walton says. I think it's a great statement. He says, the Word of God was not written to us, but it was written for us. It's applied to us. And that's the way we should read the Word and hear the voice. And so we could talk about journaling or you could talk devotional life or whatever. I don't care. But the whole thing about I'm reading God's Word and it was for them, but it actually can apply to me. This is called journaling. And this is where we get strength and direction and correction from maybe a, a wrong path or direction. Like, and anyway, this is called journaling. And I, I, just, I just really believe we can, we can apply the Word. So, so here's my message today summarized. The voice of God is close to you. The Bible says in Romans, it's, it's in your ears, it's in your heart. You just need to listen and know that God loves honesty and He loves us to read His Word where a word that was written to them becomes alive to me, to us. And this can happen every day. And I just want to close by thinking about business people right now. 
because I think a lot of business people, uh, you know, because they're busy, they, they step away from reading God's Word. But I say to them, well, why, why wouldn't you read what the God of the universe wants to say to you today about business and family and health? Why wouldn't you want to hear a bit of wisdom from the God, of the, the God of the universe who loves you and created you? Why wouldn't you want to open it? I don't really even care if you do this. I don't care. But we have a regular concept. I would rather you read a whole book. But I don't care. I just want us to know that, that God, in His Word written to them, can become alive to us. Amen? So, in conclusion, as a fireman, I learned to follow the voice of God. Then I was a salesman for years, and I learned to follow the voice of God. And then I was a pastor for many years. And of course, I'm, I'm learning. But this is for everyone. This is for mums at home, and this is for young people, kids reading the Word, and older people. I believe God's voice is close to you. If we will listen and open our ears with an honest heart, we will get revelation. Amen. Amen. Yeah, come on. Let's give God a big praise. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray there would be a revival in our hearts for honesty and truth and also for your word. I pray for a return or a passion, a fire. There'd be a fire for your word in our life that the God of the universe wants to bring his word into my life now, into our life now. I pray for that. I pray for a new decision, new revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. We love the Lord. We love the Lord. Come on. Last thing. Maybe you don't know God, but today your heart is stirring or you've been away from God and God's calling you back. I'd love to pray for you in this last moment. Just going to count to three. And I'm going to ask, would you like to receive Jesus right where you're standing or sitting right now? Would you like to receive him or come back right now? Here we go. One, two, three. If that's you, I'm going to pray. Lord, I pray you would come in with your love and your grace and your forgiveness through the cross and power through the resurrection and touch people's lives who are listening, who are hearing, who are, whose our hearts are open. You'd touch them. You, you bring new life, purpose, blessing into their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's go. Let's go into the next day, next week with a great heart. The voice of God is there for us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider LifeHouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.